All right. So today we're continuing session 89. Uh, this was received June 9, 1982. It's a long session. We uh, made our way uh, up to 89.20 last time, getting into the tarot. <clears throat> and um, we'll start today at 89.21, but uh, a little before 89.19, uh, Don was asking Ra about <clears throat> the way of using or studying tarot uh, to develop magical personality, which is higher self, which is really access to higher self, or purification of mind, body, spirit, or you know, harvestability, which is one of the person, one of the main works of this here. <clears throat> uh, this is a, th a training aid for three D souls, the tarot, and pertains only to the deep mind uh, of beings in space-time. Things are a little different in time-space and in higher densities in the octave. Um, this system is not used. But the way of studying, shown by 8919, uh, first of all, Ra's saying that uh, this is um, the, 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 these archetypes or concept complexes together, all of them, are intended to represent the architecture of a significant and rich portion of the mind and intended to be studied as individual. These are the ways of studying. First, individual concept complexes, one by one. Then, <clears throat> as matrix, potentiator, and so on in terms of the seven positions, in viewing mind-body-spirit connections, meaning matrix of mind, then body, then spirit, or potentiator of mind, then body, then spirit, um, studying the cards, the archetypes, concept complexes, first individually, secondly, um, in terms of the the stage of the sevenfold sequence for each of the cycles, mind, body, spirit, um, together, like positions one, two, three, matrix, potentiator, catalyst, for each of the cycles, mind, body, spirit, then in pairs, and looking at polarity or male and female as an example of polarity. And <clears throat> uh, then later, one could um, clothe oneself within the archetype or uh, what Ra calls bringing them forth to intensify, arc uh, articulate, and heighten some aspect of the magical personality. And that's not recommended to be done <laughs> unless one has uh, purified one's intentions quite strongly. 8921 is where we start. Don will be taking the approach by first uh, examining individual uh, archetypes. So he says, in archetype number one, represented by tarot card number one, the matrix of mine seems to have, to me, seems to have four basic parts to the complex. Looking at the card, we have, first and most obvious, the magician as a part and what seems to be an approaching star a stork or similar bird seems to be in the cage, or a cage. On top of the cage, we have something that is very difficult to discern. Am I in any way correct in this analysis? <laughs> so he's talking about four basic parts to card one, sometimes called magician. And Ross says, you are competent at viewing pictures. You have not yet grasped the nature of the matrix of the mind as fully as is reliably possible upon contemplation. We would note that the representations drawn by priests were somewhat distorted by acquaintance with and dependence upon the astrologically based teachings of the Chaldees, Chaldees, Chaldean, Chaldeans. <clears throat> and um, 
uh, Don really wasn't ready, perhaps, or hadn't done that contemplation to get the nature of that card, the Matrix of Mind, card one, and just, you know, viewed um, portions of the picture. And Ra's saying, if you only grasp, Ra seems to be implying that if you uh, overly focus on the, the imagery or the, uh, you know, the different elements of the physical, you know, the visual card, um, <clears throat> you may be uh, unfortunately influenced by uh, astrological representations that came later and are not at the heart of or the nature of any particular card. And so uh, contemplation is the way to grasp the nature of the card. Contemplation is the, the way of grasping or, or coming to know the nature of anything, actually. Contemplation is not the same as meditation, although the words can be used interchangeably. So there's <clears throat> um, concentrative meditation, like Buddhists focusing on breath or some object of concentration, and mindfulness practice, which is to be aware of, um, example, the breath, but also allow um, you know, the mind not to become absorbed and continue to remain aware of the, the field of whatever arises in awareness or consciousness. And then there's uh, trance work, going into trance. But that, that, those techniques of meditation are different than contemplation, which is really about thinking. Thinking, reflecting, feeling, uh, whole body, mind, spirit, dwelling on, uh, um, becoming um, steeped in, we can say, um, the, the, the theme or the topic under, under consideration, one can then get the sense of its nature. Its nature means its true nature or its deeper beingness. So, then we go on, 89.22, Don asks, when Ra originally trained or taught the Egyptians about the tarot, did they, or did Ra, act as teach learners to a degree that Ra became learned teachers? <laughs> Ra said, this distortion we were spared. <clears throat> and I don't know why he brought that up, because it must have come from the last session, <coughs> or earlier this session, where Ra is saying, we can't tell you what line of questioning to ask us, because then we'd be acting as learned teachers and teach learners. So... Mm, from their understanding of or their awareness experience of unity, they understand that every teacher is a learner at the same time, and every teacher is ultimately one with the other person who is acting in a role of learner or learned teacher. And so uh, there are two ways of looking at that. One is that every teacher learns by teaching, and every teacher is ultimately one with everyone else. That every one is all is one means that all beings is one life and so there's a metaphysical identity uh, of all that appears different is really one therefore each you know I am you and you am I so there's that um, Don seemed to want to know did Ra <laughs> become the learners uh, or, or what ask the question tell the Egyptians how to ask questions or how to learn <laughs> Ra said the distortion we were spared so no they didn't kind of get confused in their role or their working with the Egyptians 
8923. I'm not sure why Don asked that, but he goes on. Then could you tell me what information you gave to the Egyptian priest or Egyptian who first was contacted or taught with respect to the first archetype? Is that possible for you to do within the limits of the first distortion, meaning law of free will? Don is trying to pull Ra back to to beginning of their teaching contact uh, with the priests or with the people. I mean, it really was with a person or people who became priests or were priests in another system uh, and were then given this tarot archetype system for study. And Don seems to want to know, how did, you, how did that start or what did you do? Because obviously the, they, the priests or whoever didn't know what to ask before something was given. And Ra's sort of saying, you, you know, we can't tell you what to ask. Uh, you need to lead that, the learning process. And Don, I think, in some way doesn't know how to do that, or not sure. And Ra says, um, it is possible, 8923, in terms of uh, who was first contacted and how did the beginning happen. Ross, it is possible. Our first step, as we have said, was to present the descriptions in verbal form of three images. One eight fifteen, the matrix of um, body mind, of mind body spirit. Then the questions were asked: What do you feel that a bird might represent? What do you feel that a wand might represent? What do you feel that the male represents? And so forth until those studying were working upon a system whereby the images used became evocative of a system of concepts. This is slow work when done for the first time. We may note with sympathy that you undoubtedly feel choked by the opposite difficulty, that of a great mass of observation, mass of observation upon this system, all of which has some merit, as each student will experience the archetypical mind and its structure in a unique way useful to that student. We suggest that one or more of this group do that which we have suggested in order that we may, without infringement, offer observations on this interesting subject which may be of further aid to those inquiring in this area. We would note at this time that the instrument is having almost continuous pain flares. Therefore, we ask that each of the support group be especially aware of any misinformation in order that we may correct any distortions of information the soonest possible. So, things were a little off here because Carla was in continuous pain and <clears throat> um, Ra is very vigilant, diligent uh, to make sure any uh, misinformation um, which comes because of the disturbance to the transmission or reception of their information because of her pain flares, which is, you know, mm, disordered electrical signaling in her body-mind, in her being. Her um, pain flares are associated, obviously, with uh, electrical signaling in the nervous system, uh, uh, as well as, you know, imbalanced or particular biochemistry. Yeah, okay, that's the body level. <clears throat> and that has effect on the brain and the mind and the uh, capacity to receive and transmit from, you know, the energy, I'm talking about energy, from Ra to Carla's body. And so Ra's very careful um, t 
to ask Dawn, please, if something sounds wrong here, question us, because she's not well. She's in pain. And the way that they uh, taught the Egyptians on how to teach, or the way that they taught was by Socratic method, in a sense, or lots of questioning. And this is um, very typical of how um, a guru works with uh, and, uh, um, the inner circle. Um, very close questioning. And you see this in Zen dialogues throughout the centuries. <clears throat> and <clears throat> there, there, there's a whole lot to say about that, but lots of Western students want a close one-to-one relationship with the teacher, uh, Buddhist, Hindu, whatever. And it's just not possible. There's just too many students, and um, unfortunately that, that leads to a lot of problem. But here, <clears throat> Ra was basically helping those or teaching those who were studying <clears throat> how to study or how to learn in the sense whereby images became evocative of a system of concepts. So working upon a system, a system of the tarot or the archetypical mind, 22 cards, um, and a method of learning uh, given as a method of teaching by Ra, whereby images evoked concepts. And that's like dream interpretation. I mean, there's a certain sequence of images that's associated with a conceptual narrative of something that happened, and interpreting it in particularly psychological or metaphysical way requires then that the person can contemplate the meaning of the images and the sequence of events in the narrative uh, to move to a system of concepts of its symbolic or deeper significance. Like, what does this symbol mean? And so going from image to concept. And these days, this is all of this, <laughs> I could spend a long time on it, on this kind of point, but we can't, I can't. Uh, there, is some, there is some view um, that when humanity um, moves from emphasis on the word or concept to, image, uh, to emphasis on the, on the image, then there'll be a, a significant degradation of human mental function. And that's what we see today, right? Lots of people taking selfies, uh, endless pictures of myself. Why? Because it gives them some little happy feeling. <clears throat> and that's all they seek, some little happy feeling. That's it. And so the um, addiction to the image, thou shalt not make graven images. Why was that even where in the... It's certainly Islamic, I think. But <clears throat> there was some very deep view um, that making graven images is a problem. Why? Uh, partly um, because the image then is... Uh, the image replaces um, a deeply contemplated and understood and, and integrated... Uh, concept understanding, conceptual understanding in the mind of the person. They they go to the Buddha, you know, in uh, Thailand in the temple, and pray to that Buddha rather than contemplating the concepts or the meaning of what a Buddha is and was and how it relates to them. But they we uh, imagine that um, the source is its expression or its expression. The image of the expression of a source 
um, replaces our contemplation uh, upon the meaning of the image or the source or its nature as being conceptual or some significance, right? And so then people become thoughtless and stupid and animalistic <laughs> over time, loving images and being increasingly unable to form concepts or think critically or use rational mind or consider multiple perspectives conceptually, even if conception is empty um, or samskara is sunya, um, it's still useful for understanding and use understanding is essential for the path. So there's a lot going on today with uh, the gradual uh, tyranny of the image uh, replacing reading, people who don't read, or the decrease of the attention span. So this is a very serious kind of thing that's happening civilizationally. Meanwhile, Ra is saying, um, you may, Don may feel choked by too much, too many uh, books and materials on the tarot for him to contemplate, you know, to know which is true or which is more important or which sources to refer to. And this this is this great mass of observation upon the system of tarot or books and people's, you know, writing about tarot. Um, yes, indeed, all of which has some merit uh, and, you know, what's useful to one uh, what's what what is maybe useful to one and completely useless to another, but it has some merit. Um, ultimately, you've got to find what has what's useful to you, obviously. <clears throat> um, but Ra was suggesting that somebody in the LNL group in uh, de devote themselves, dedicate themselves to a deeper study, and then they can work that way with them. Um, Don was asking for clarification 8924 said now as I understand it what you suggest as far as the tarot goes is to study the writings that we have available and from those formulate questions is this correct? Ross says no <laughs> Ra was not meaning study all the books on tarot that you can find uh, in the library please just a second and uh, <clears throat> Don recognizes that he was mistaken. Eighty-nine twenty-five says, "Sorry, I didn't I didn't understand exactly what you meant with respect to that. Would it be appropriate then for me to answer the questions with respect to what I think is the meaning of the three items that you spoke of for card one and then card eight, etc.? Is this what you meant?" <clears throat> He's trying to figure out how to approach the the study here. Ra said, this is very close to our meaning. It was our intention to suggest that one or more of you go through the plan of study which we have suggested. The queries having to do with the archetypes as found in the tarot after this point may take the form of observing what seem to be the characteristics of each archetype. <clears throat> Relationships between mind, body, and spiritual archetypes of the same ranking, such as matrix, or archetypes as seen in relationship to polarity, especially when observed in the pairings. <clears throat> Any observations made by a student which has fulfilled these considerations will receive our comments in return. Our great avoidance of interpreting for the first time for the learned teacher various elements of a picture upon a piece of pasteboard is involved both with the law of confusion and with the difficulties of the distortions of the pictures upon the pasteboard. 
Therefore, we may suggest a conscientious review of that which we have already given concerning the subject, as opposed to the major reliance being either upon any rendition of the archetype pictures or any system which has been arranged as a means of studying these pictures. <clears throat> so, uh, you can see how they talk, and it gets sort of complicated here. So, it's not um, Ra's, <laughs> Ra's not saying, um, uh, please answer, you know, that, that I'm going, we're going to ask you questions and you need to answer them. That's not the way. What they really mean is one or more of the LNL group um, study the archetypes, the concept complexes, in the way Ra's suggesting. Um, and then formulate questions based on their study. And the study is threefold. Um, first is observing characteristics of each archetype. Second is relationships between mind, body, spirit, archetypes of the same ranking, or what I would call nodal position, in the sequence of one to seven, such as matrix. Then, in a polarized way or paired way, uh, studying two archetypal or two cards together. That that's what they're suggesting. That somebody do that and then offer questions. And said, any observations made by a student who's fulfilled these considerations will get Ross comments. So, if you want to meet the, if you want the teacher's help, you got to meet midway, not just say "do me" or "give me" um, or uh, "I'm a little bird with an open mouth, feed me" uh, or "tell me what to ask you" or just "you ask me questions, okay?" <laughs> Some people in in counseling are like that. They're, they're, they're like. Some people who don't stay long, they're like, okay, what should we do now? <laughs> or, okay, tell me how I can heal. Or, tell me what to do. Or, uh, you direct me. Meaning, what? They don't know their own process that is uh, that they wish you know help on? Maybe, I don't know, sometimes not. But there's a sense of, um, you lead me to knowledge. Um you know, God helps those who help themselves. And so, um, the more we do for ourselves, the more higher dimensional help or a true teacher's help can come. And so, I mean, the, the, the students who are closest to the teacher are those who've done the most work alone, actually. And then the students that are closest to the teacher um, actually don't necessarily even get the most time with the teacher. They often get very little time with the teacher because they don't need very much but they're closer to the teacher's heart sometimes called chela on a string as they say so uh, Ra is saying um, look into these cards by yourself in these ways and they don't want to interpret they don't want to simply say this means this, and this means, and that means that in this card, and now we go to the next, and I'll tell you everything that everything means in each card. That's not the way. Number one, partly, it's um, written, it's considered infringement to do that. But the other problem is that the pictures are not all, um, the imagery on each card is not all essential to the core meaning of the card. Some of it is a, you know, astrological later edition. And so... They're, they're saying don't rely either upon the imagery, 
nor upon other systems that have been written about Tarot, like uh, Paul Case and all sorts of uh, quasi-white occultists. So mm, they may be helpful, but ultimately each person needs to, if they really want to know, is to penetrate to what seems to be the heart of each card for themselves. 89.26, Don goes, all right, we'll attempt to do that. Ross stated that a major breakthrough was made when proper emphasis was put on Arcanum 22, or the, um, the choice. This didn't happen until after Ra had completed their density. I assume from this that Ra, being polarized positively, probably had some of the same difficulty that occurred prior to the veil in that the negative polarity was not appreciated. That's a guess. Is this correct? Meaning, uh, <clears throat> Ra had stated that uh, initially card 22, the choice, um, I forgot what the common name is, maybe the Eon, uh, which is sort of the the harvest in some ways. It's, it's the uh, crossroads, the point of crossroads uh, at the end of third density, moving to fourth density, positive or negative, or not going further, but allowing the choice or having the, the, the establishment of metaphysical choice or harvestable polarity for a being who's moving then to fourth density, positive or negative, um, that there was some lack of appreciation of the importance of that card in their study or um, the, the meaning, the importance of um, that archetypal concept complex and position, I think, in soul evolution of beings in third density meaning um, this sort of um, lack of emphasis or not non you know inadequate recognition of the importance of 22 was somehow associated with humanity being 3d repeaters in the main being 3d repeaters means they ain't getting through 2022 and they're not moving out and perhaps Ra's referring to their failure not necessarily in their own group um, but what they carried to humanity, what their their bias brought to humanity from experience on Venus in third density two and a half billion years ago, uh, of the importance of um, the position of choice or the the harvestable polarity issue, the issue of harvestable polarity, that they somehow maybe didn't realize how important it was for this group here. And... Um, the influence of the repeating psycho you know, what I call 3D repeater psychology, which was ultimately the basis of all the distortions of the systems that Ra gave, right? The pyramid of ultimately going to human sacrifice or something, or black magic, and ten people with ten interpretations of one statement from Ra, that um, the individual distorting of um, Ra's message, things like that, that they're being caught surprised by this or these perversions of what they're doing, what they gave, <clears throat> being perhaps associated with an underappreciation of the meaning of card 22 for themselves or for humanity or in the teaching. How about that? Ra explains uh, in terms of um, Ra, Prop Don saying Ra probably had some of the same difficulty that occurred prior to the veil. 
um, in that the negative polarity is not appreciated because there was no negative polarity prior to the veil. Anyway, Ross says, in one way it's precisely correct. Our harvest <clears throat> was overwhelmingly positive, and our appreciation of those which were negative was relatively uninformed. However, we were intending to suggest that in the use of the system known to you as the tarot for advancing the spiritual evolution of the self, a proper understanding, if we may use this misnomer, of archetype 22 is greatly helpful in sharpening the basic view of the significator of mind, body, and spirit, and further throws into starker relief the transformation and great way of mind, body, and spirit complexes. How's that for a long answer? And so, um, as I said, there are two aspects to this uh, underemphasis or um, inadequate appreciation of what 20, card 22 is all about, the choice. Uh, one is the overwhelming positivity of Ra's group and their harvest um, from Venus 3D two and a half billion years ago. The second is uh, working with Earth humanity. <laughs> and um, the perhaps um, even deeper, their uh, understanding of these uh, nodal positions uh, one through seven uh, and how that's influenced by card 22 itself which is in is actually outside the septinate or seven seven stage cycles of my body spirit 21 outside the 777 is 22 and that's of course one of the reasons that 22 is considered a, a master number, right? 11, 22, 33, occultists like that stuff. Numerologically, it's important <clears throat> because it, it, it stands alone outside the, the threefold septonate, the, the triadic septonate, 777, mind, body, spirit. Uh, outside that or successor to that is 22. One can do the same thing for 33. And... Um, they're sort of saying that <clears throat> the the significance of 22 as it pertains to the movement of you know development of consciousness through 777 mind body spirit that that relation was underappreciated by them <laughs> yeah. so they're saying um that in the use of this system called tarot, which is for the purpose of advancing spiritual evolution of the self, or soul evolution, uh, in the understanding of tarot, which is for accelerating spiritual evolution, proper understanding of 22 is more important than they thought. How? Sharpens the basic view of significator position 5, and then also 6 and 7 great transformation in a great way. And so the the sequence of 1 through 4 or 1 through 5 is not that difficult in the sense that matrix is is, is sort of the default um, non-potentiated condition of body uh, of mind and body and spirit. Potentiator position 2 um, represents work having been done upon the default conditions the default configuration, let's say. The default configuration of mind-body-spirit is called matrix. Um, the <clears throat> the uh, 
that which advances or does work upon the default configurations of my body spirit is called the potentiator that which is the resource for development of the default configuration uh, called matrix is called potentiator <laughs> the resource is potentiator then um, <clears throat> that um, configuration whether default matrix or worked upon potentiated potentiator um, leads to a change default which then is influenced by <clears throat> you know life experience which we call catalyst <clears throat> and and that <clears throat> the interaction of the potentiated default configuration which is the potentiated matrix its response to what happens or what arises within body mind spirit and what comes relationally <clears throat> or relationality as a whole whether it's relationality between the conscious mind and body and the arising of contents in mind, internal or so-called external uh, relationality, meaning other people and stuff in the environment, right? Um, <laughs> mineral, plant, animal, human, interpersonal, social, collective, <clears throat> environmental, um, material, space-time, you know, uh, object, object field apparently external uh, both of those forms of relationality <clears throat> provide catalyst for the somewhat potentiated default configuration of matrix that then fashions experience position four of mind body spirit that then feeds uh, from the distillation of love light from <clears throat> the fashioned experience from the default you know, the worked upon default configurations of mind, body, spirit, um, work, you know, reacting to catalyst, fashioning experience, the distillation of that, the love light feeds the significator of each. Then that, <clears throat> um, that, that cycle is not that difficult to understand if you're still awake and not have a headache. Meanwhile, um, so one through five to me is easier to understand than five through seven. And Ra's sort of saying, maybe that's because I was with Ra. And Ra's maybe saying that um, comprehension of 5 through 7 um, is aided significantly by contemplation of 22. So 1 through 5 is in many ways the feeding of soul, one could say. The, the body-mind, the, the process, the distillation of love light by body-mind or embodied personal experience feeding soul. But the um, applications of the nourished, the spiritually nourished soul of five significator, as its further development into transformation in great way, uh, positions five, six, and seven, uh, where transformation is six and great way is seven. Um, that's more subtle, I think. That's more internal, in fact, or it's it's it, it's. Um, derivative of the working of 1 through 5. So 5 to 7 is derivative from 1 through 5 working, which is a little bit more um, tangible. And so uh, understanding card 22 helps with comprehension of uh, 5 through 7, it seems to me. And, um, <laughs> you know, uh, at this point, it's really too much to, to, to ask questions on the fly. So Don pulls to 
easier line of questioning about Raw's history. Uh, because, you know, this is very difficult stuff. <laughs> very difficult. There were years I never even looked at Volume 4 myself. And even now, I'm just learning on the fly. 89.27, Dawn goes a different direction. Were some of Raw's population negatively harvested at the end of Raw's third density? Raw said, we had no negative harvest as such, although there had been two entities which had harvested themselves during the third density in the negative or service-to-self path. There were, however, those upon the planetary surface during third density whose vibratory patterns were in the negative range but were not harvestable, which is very interesting. I mean, <clears throat> it, it's probably a rarity if we've ever experienced... I mean, think of it as a small group of friends. And, you know, they're five friends. And everybody's really good to each other. They really, we're really close friends. But uh, one or two of them got some kind of problem. They have a kind of a, a, a bug and a bee in their bonnet. Even though they're probably not wearing a bonnet. And um, they're sort of unwell. And their personal life is screwed up or this or that. And they end up picking fights with some of the other members of the group. And they're not really bad people. But they seem to be troublesome and um, argumentative. And they can't listen well. <laughs> so common here. And so it's sort of like that. Um, the collective is overwhelmingly positive. But there are a couple of people that now and then um, seem to make trouble. Or seem to be aggressive or dominating. And can't listen. And so... That's a little bit like what Ra's collective was, although it was much in, more intensely positive than, than merely friendship of a group. And there were a couple of people who were sort of negative, but um, in the negative range, but not harvestable. And, um, you know, <laughs> most of the 3D negatives of the human, the uh, rich men of the earth, they're well in the negative range, but very few of them are harvestable. So there is a pretty high level of um, negative development, service to self-development, that's still not harvestable, right? Not harvestable 95%, so-called, service to self. Uh, there are people who are 60, 70, 80, 90%, meaning really selfish, and maybe very careful, and very, very um, clever, you know? They're very uh, dedicated to it, but they're not harvestable. That's still the negative range. It seems pretty negative to me. And I don't think there were people so many like that in Ra's group, but there may have been some. But then there were all these other two that came in, and that's a whole long story that we'll get into. And they became harvestable to 40 negative, which was really an anomaly. Going further, 8928, more about the group. What was Ra's average total population incarnate on Venus in third density? The number. Ra said, we were a small population which dwelt upon what you would consider difficult conditions. Our harvest was approximately 6,500,000 mind-body-spirit complexes. There were approximately 32 million mind-body-spirit complexes, repeating third density elsewhere. And, you know, this was a strange thing for me because, okay, so what? The total population is 38.5 million. It's really small, right? Here we have 7 billion, supposedly. But if the total is, uh, you know, the, the, the harvest, meaning the 40 positive, 2.25 billion years ago, was 6.5 million, there were 32 million repeaters. Well, the total was 
and um, 6.5 graduated. This is what? One sixth? It's nothing, really. <laughs> it's what? 16%? So they had a 16% harvest rate to 40 positive from such a group of overwhelming positivity? Um, that doesn't seem a lot to me. <laughs> so you think a Ra's group is going to be... Ra, the planet Venus harvested 16% uh, service to other two and a half billion years ago. What about Earth humanity? <laughs> 6%? 0. 0.6%? <laughs> With so little um, uh, positivity? It's a hard call. I always say here... Um, I would say um, 5 five to, to 12 or 14 percent but I don't I mean I just don't even think it's going to be anything like that you could have you could have a seven percent harvest rate on humanity on earth today I mean I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's seven because who's waking up now are they wanderers or are they 3d natives they're different you know and um, being different doesn't mean anyone is superior if there's any fool still thinking this way here I don't think so but People think, oh, if you call yourself a wanderer, then there's no need to be different or acting superior. But nobody's saying superior. <laughs> we have lots of distortions too, friend. So, uh, there are, um, of the people waking up today, it seems to me many of them are actually wanderers. Sixth density and fourth density, of course, mainly. How, what's the harvest of humanity uh, to 4D? Uh, currently, I probably judge it as uh, 7%. And that may be generous. 7% of 7.5 billion is what? Uh, 50 million? <laughs> Not too nice. Uh, so, something like that? Maybe. Uh, or was that 500 million, maybe? Um, so what's 10%? 10% is uh, 750 million. So, yeah, it would be... Uh, about 500 million not 50, 500 million. <clears throat> but anyway, even though they were so intensively positive, only 16% of the planet harvested to 4D positive. That's interesting. Don goes on, what was the attitude just prior to harvest of those harvestable entities of raw with respect to those who were obviously unharvestable? <clears throat> and this, is, this answer has lots of bearing on us here with lots of people around us who seem to be seem to be sleeping spiritually or angry or hurt or uh, blind or closed-eyed? Ra said, "Those of us which had the gift of polarity felt deep compassion for those who seemed to dwell in darkness." This description is at, is most apt, as ours was a harshly bright planet in the physical sense. There was every attempt made to reach out with whatever seemed to be needed. However, those upon the positive path have the comfort of companions, and we of Ra spend a great deal of our attention upon the possibilities of achieving spiritual or metaphysical adepthood, or work in Indigo Ray, through the means of relationships with other selves. Consequently, the compassion for those in darkness was balanced by the appreciation of the light. And um, Ra explains that further follow-up in 8930, um, where Don asked, would Ra's attitude towards the same unharvestable entities, you know, as on Venus, be different at this nexus than at the time of harvest at third density two and a half billion years ago? Meaning, how about your attitude to humanity here on Earth that are that seem to be in darkness or not 
able to graduate, would your attitude be different now? Ron, Ron said, not substantially. To those who wish to sleep, we could only offer those comforts designed for the sleeping. <clears throat> Service is only possible to the extent it is requested. We were ready to serve in whatever way we could. This still seems satisfactory as a means of dealing with other cells in third density. It is our feeling that to be each entity, which one attempts to serve, is to simplify the grasp of what service is necessary or possible. <clears throat> this very beautiful <laughs> answer at 8930. So, polarity is a gift, or can be seen as a gift. Um, to be clear about one's moral orientation is a blessed thing. To be clear that there's a difference between virtue and vice, or um, the way of love and understanding is my way. <clears throat> I don't want to hurt people, I don't want to be hurt. Um, and uh, it's, you know, if everybody was well, <clears throat> you mean that would be well for me too. And so <clears throat> polarity can be seen as a gift, and those who are not um, clear about their moral direction or orientation in life don't have that gift of polarity haven't given it to themselves. And Ra um, and their group <clears throat> um, with clear positive polarity felt deep compassion for those who seemed to dwell in darkness um, and on their planet which was harshly bright. This is sort of a useful analogy. Uh, I always think of um, Venus, third density Venus very much like Vulcan in Star Trek. <clears throat> Even though Spock is hyper mental um, their group used to be very fierce and just like a cat um, or the feline family to me they were feline in second density um, is extremely violent or aggressive to protect the young or in warfare but also very cuddly and sweet and likes to purr and, um, and very sexual and so that the connection between Venus and Vulcan, uh, to me, is interesting. Uh, Star Trek Vulcan, uh, which also was, seems to be quite dry and bright. Anyway, they tried to do whatever they could. Every attempt was made to reach out with whatever seemed to be needed. And so you can respond to call. <clears throat> you uh, also, if you want to help somebody, have to get a sense of what they need. Certainly where they're at, what's going on for them what the distortions are and uh, because we found them in ourselves before that's how we know their distortions because I've seen them in myself and um, to offer what's needed and to be sensitive uh, to their process and their calling or lack of calling um, those on the positive path have companions and that's another matter is that um, we don't have a spiritualized collective uh, physically here on earth. Most wanderers are quite isolated and feel very lonely and um, lament or not even aware of why they feel angst. Uh, one reason being or what's the source of some of the angst they feel being no, uh, completely isolated or highly isolated with no one to talk to. Nearly no one who can talk deeply about what is felt to be essential matters. Um, so we don't have the comfort of companions um, in our wandering here in 3D physical uh, Earth humanity today. So 
one must be one's own comforter, one must be one's own companion, one must become one's own best friend, and um, no longer be a house divided, of course, meaning um, stop fighting yourself. Treat yourself the way you'd like others to treat you. <laughs> you want others to treat you well. Well, why don't you treat yourself well? This kind of thing. So, um, but two and a half billion years ago on Venus, 3D, um, this 16% or six and a half million uh, were very close. And they spent most of their time um, seeking continued development by your relationship, which was basically you know, communication and sexuality and uh, ritual and whatever they did together. And so compassion for those in darkness was balanced by appreciation of the light. And that's the point. Um, uh, it would be nice if I could help you. It would be nice if you'd help yourself. But I've got work to do, and I wish you well. Um, look at the song Wooden Ships from uh, Jefferson Starship, Jefferson Airplane actually 1970, the end of the 60s was embodied in the song uh, Wooden Ships and uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young did a version, both versions are great I think, and uh, Wooden Ships is basically post nuclear war uh, saying goodbye to humanity that can't stop fighting itself and that's one way some of us will feel when we leave this planet after harvest and in terms of people who are sleeping or in darkness or not seeking or in pain and unable and unwilling to help themselves, um, Ross saying to those who want to sleep, we can only offer comforts designed for sleeping, so help you sleep more comfortably. Service is only possible to the extent it is requested. Service is effective to the degree as it is requested is the way I read it in versions uh, Schiffer Publishing, or maybe Whitford Press, or whatever, in the 1980s, the earlier translation or uh, of that sentence was different, I think. So, you can't really offer service. It, it's not only effective, but it's not even possible if it's not requested. And people may have needs, but not request. And that's important to see. So, we can be ready to serve, or I'm happy to help, but if you don't request... Um, I would want to leave you alone and not bother you. And so, they, it, it's the way of learning to not infringe, or not offer when there's no requesting, or let people have their own way. If they want to sleep, let them sleep. If they want to be in pain, and not, if they, if they want to, if they don't want to seek relief from their pain, we leave them in pain. What can we do? You know, force them to treat themselves, especially mind problems. Another person can't resolve for the for the self. And how to be at one or be well with that um, careful non-infringement is in this last sentence here. It's our feeling that to be each entity which one attempts to serve is simplifies the grasp of what service is necessary or possible to be each entity which one attempts to serve. So, if you want to serve everybody, or may all beings be well and happy, you wish everybody to be happy, or you wish, you know, I mean, it's hard to say I wish that evildoers are happy, frankly. <laughs> I wish they get punished and uh, taken around, taken apart, but 
that's my own distortion. But um, if they were well, they wouldn't be doing their uh, wicked deeds. So it would be nice if they would stop their wicked deeds. But um, uh, if you if you um, know how to if you internalize or resonate with the being of those that you might be seeking to help then the understanding of uh, helping them what's possible or not possible and what's necessary and unnecessary also gets clearer to be each entity which one attempts to serve which really means resonate in being with their being with their resonate in being with them and that means you know intellectually knowing their mind and feeling their feelings or you know being able to grok them g-r-o-k stranger in a strange land to be able to grok another person is to get it uh, some sense of you know where they're really coming from who they really are their being and they may be they may be being in pain they may be angry and lashing out or harming others because they're in pain right hurt people hurt people um, and they also may simply want to complain uh, or blame and not take responsibility and um, okay that's where they're at and if they really want to keep complaining it doesn't seem necessary for me to tell them to stop complaining um, when they really want me to simply listen to them continue complaining and so I've given many, many talks about service, and um, it's a really uh, an art, or one needs a, a lot of development to serve well. And people think that it's not that difficult, or they, you know, don't have high standards. But um, sophisticated, or subtle, or deep, mature service is is a great thing. And Ra's really saying that if you can resonate with them or be them to be each entity which one in terms to serve and it's not who an entity is a which a person is a who and there is greater you know the metaphysical nature of each who is a what <laughs> is a is is not as personal as we take ourselves to be so but not all service is necessary or possible and it's silly if we were foolish it's our lack of wisdom actually and and lack of heart open um, when we um, try to push the push the the rock up the hill when the other person wants to hold it down at the bottom of the hill so one should be wise about that 8931 what techniques did the two negatively harvested entities use for negative polarization on such a positively polarized planet you know it's it's I don't know how much you can even say with such a positively polarized planet if only 16% graduate. I mean, to me, 51% service to other or the requirements for graduation to 4D positive don't seem to be that great to me. It doesn't seem like such a big deal. And if only 16% uh, on 3D Venus harvested positive, 4D positive, I wouldn't even say it was such a positively polarized planet. It seems like there's just a very extremely positively 
polarized developed subgroup there. One sixth. It's not much to me. I don't know. Doesn't seem like uh, the whole planet is so positive. Because why? The other people couldn't get to 51%? Is that such a big deal? It's a little strange to me. But there were these two entities that came in and really got spun around. And Ra explains it. The technique of control over others and domination unto the physical death was used in both cases. Upon a planetary influence much used, much unused to slaughter, these entities were able to polarize by this means upon your third density environment at the time of your experiencing, meaning now, such entities would merely be considered, shall we say, ruthless despots which waged the holy war. And these two entities, 8932, did not evolve from second density of Venus along with the rest when Ra went from second to third. They were wanderers from early positive fifth density. <laughs> they were five D positive wanderers, not part of the Venusian group. Um, and even though they came from 5D positive, as Don says in 8934, they flipped polarity when reincarnating in third density. <laughs> How about that? So be careful, you 5D positive wanderers, um, particularly uh, very susceptible, but 6D also, to flipping. I mean, so, so a 5 or 6 density wanderer, particularly more than 4, because they're not that strong in some sense or... They, they're less they're less likely to become hardcore left service to self but 5D positive, 6D positive, 6 density 5th density wanderers can go get so distorted and go so hard left in 3rd density under the veil that they graduate to 4D negative it's really a mess and what did they do? they controlled others but also domination unto physical death. And it's interesting, when I first read this, you know, some of these sessions at the end of the series, um, I haven't read much. I mean, I read them maybe twice. But I, on other passages, I read four times. But the ones that I didn't read as much, I remember them differently upon first reading. I remember this as a torture unto physical death. But that may be... I'm not sure how they went from torture to domination, or if I'm mistaken... But controlling others is, is a way to polarize negatively. Domination to physical death, which really could be like torture to death, is a method um, of um, achieving harvestability to 4D negative, I guess. Um, I don't know if that's the easy path. The easy way to 4D negative is uh, take somebody and then torture, take lots of people and torture them all to death. Then you get 95%. I don't think it's that simple. But um, they were really quite negative. I mean, this is how you graduate, you know. So, uh, a wanderer, fifth, sixth density positive wanderer coming into 3D under the veil, getting totally distorted and confused, um, has to do quite a lot of work to graduate to 4D negative. Quite a lot of negative work. Domination to physical death. The, the Ra, the Venus group, they were unused to slaughter, meaning they were like, huh? Ooh? Eh? What's going on here? they were able to polarize by that means and they thought they were there to help or they came in to help and got totally spun around but today of course on earth they're just uh, you know yet the newest ruthless despot raging a holy war you know war is not holy 
<laughs> you have to be very distorted to uh, imagine war as holy. However, you know, Yeshua threw over the Yeshua uh, overthrew the money changers' tables in the temple, but that's not quite a holy war because it's not about killing, and so these things are very um, subtle. You know, he can say, "Turn the other cheek." Uh, he who lives by the sword dies by the sword. Don't go by the sword. Um, yet he overthrew their money tables, their uh, gold and silver shekel tables. But um, that's not war, exactly. That's not living by the sword, either. But it certainly isn't turning the other cheek. So you've got to be very subtle with this. And, of course, who knows what's original from his life and what was a later you know, addition to the Bible or the, the Gospels or, you know, mistranslations and it's such a adulterated document document at this point, we don't really know what what statements in the Gospels really Yeshua did say exactly or how. You can look at the book, the movie uh, The Man from Earth if you want to learn more. So but this group these these two came in from five D positive. They um dominated to death and killed people and controlled people and slaughtered people. It's a pretty mess. 8935, what the hell's going on here? Says Scott. Don says, what was the catalyst for their change? And this is... Um, uh, we'll just read a couple more and then end for the day. Uh, what was the catalyst for their change? Ross said, In our peoples there was what may be considered, from the viewpoint of wisdom, an overabundance of love. These entities looked at those still in darkness and saw that those of a neutral or somewhat negative viewpoint found such harmony, shall we say, sickening. The wanderers felt, these 5D wanderers felt, that a more wisdom-oriented way of seeking love could be more appealing to those in darkness, meaning those that were not harvestable on the planet. First one entity began its work, quickly the second found the first. These entities had agreed to serve together, and so they did, glorifying the one creator, but not as they intended. About them were soon gathered those who found it easy to believe that a specific series that a series of specific knowledges and wisdoms would advance one towards the creator. The end of this was the graduation into fourth density negative of the wanderers, which had much which had much power of personality and some small deepening of the negatively polarized element of those not polarizing positively. There was no negative harvest as such. And were they male and female? Why was the reason for coming? 8936, Ross said, All wanderers come to be of assistance in serving the Creator, each in its own way. The wanderers of which we have been speaking were indeed incarnated male and female as this is by far the most efficient system of partnership. So male and female, if we're talking about partnership, two, two beings, partnered, paired, the most efficient is male-female. Um, no, these, one of these entities wasn't the one who'd been their companion for some time. <laughs> it's a silly question, 8937. <clears throat> but um, in the 84% who didn't harvest on Venus, on in, in, in the Venusian 3D cycle. Um, they, um, the 84%, had some um, 
they, they, Ross said that those of a neutral or somewhat negative viewpoint, um, the 84%, found the harmony of the 16% sickening. <laughs> so they, they were, they were uh, uh, syrupy sweet 16%. The, uh, the sickening 16% were just super duper loving and positive and, um, Maybe quite accept, quite uh, imbalanced that way, and um, you know, a little bit like Byron Bay or uh, <laughs> like uh, some kind of um, hip hippie beatniks of the '60s, um, who are exaggeratedly loving, right? Love without any wisdom, don't want any wisdom, just kiss kissy, and uh, dance around the maypole and flowers in the air and this kind of thing, I guess. So. Um, from the view of Wisdom 5D, um, the Ra's 3D group overall could be seen to be in an abundant, overabundance of love or excessive love over Wisdom, obviously. Um, while there were then, uh, so the 5D positive wonders from 5th density before coming in could say, okay, this 3D Venusian group is too heavily love over Wisdom. We want to balance it out. And they were trying to help those who were not harvestable, not those who were 16% harvestable. And they are looking at those still in darkness, the 84%, and saw that, you know, something like that. And they saw that those who were neutral, which is that non-harvestable group, or somewhat negative, found the harmony sickening. So then they thought, okay, we'll come in with a more wisdom-oriented way of seeking love, you know, a wisdom-oriented way of seeking love. That would be appealing to the five-sixth non-harvestable. One came in, the other one came in, they found each other, they served together. Hey, hey, they glorified the one creator by slaughtering people. Yeah, only Ra would think that way. And it seems um, a bit a bit detached. <laughs> yeah, they glorified the one creator, not as they intended, in the ways of slaughter and domination unto death. Uh, now, if you call that glorifying the one creator, which Ra does, um, <laughs> that's the view from Sixth Density. Uh, down here on the ground, I think we would be aghast at the horror of it all, and not feel it too much glorying of anything. So, just consider that, that contrast. Uh, then others gathered around them, and they basically went into a kind of... Um, ritualistic uh, approach, kind of um, white magical or occultist occultist wisdom over love approach to spiritual path, which was this notion that a specific knowledge and wisdom would advance one, like like Masonic, like Masonry. <laughs> so, uh, sounds similar, huh? Specific knowledge and wisdom in a gradated, specified way would advance one to the Creator what? Um, what about love, though? So they were very heavy on knowledge and wisdom over love, without much love. And the end of that was that the two leaders um, who were tyrants, um, despots, got themselves a nice reward of graduating to 40 negative. <laughs> Have a happy time. And so, um, meanwhile, those that followed uh, deepened their negativity, too. So you see, things get fucked up, you know. <laughs> the things really get screwed up <clears throat> in 3D, and and I guess 
they came in and weren't interested in taking any advice from the 16% uh, and uh, rich, you know, slaughtered freely uh, and um, prescribed these teachings and uh, got a big-ass reward to move into 4D negative. Hey, hey, good for you. And that's uh, coming to be of assistance in serving the creator. So they serve the creator. And again, you know, it just is the, 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 the inappropriateness <laughs> or the, the um, gross misfit of <laughs> this type of perspective from Sixth Density to how we feel watching such things here in Third Density. You can say, indeed, they're being of assistance to serving the Creator each in their own way. And they're glorifying the One Infinite Creator by slaughter. But I mean, you know, <laughs> it doesn't really fit to think that way here. It's true. And but you know, Gautama didn't talk like that, and uh, Nityananda wouldn't talk like that, that uh, people who are doing slaughter are glorifying the Creator. So there's a lot that these the, the raw group has to learn. They really are uh, attached to love over wisdom, still. You know? You can say they're glorifying the One Creator, you can say that they're of assistance in serving the Creator, but there is a there is a certain kind of um, immaturity to that view, <laughs> to my humble opinion. Um, I don't think that that Nichinanda Gautama guys who've seen what goes on here would would um, f would lead with that truth, would lead with that understanding. Um, that wouldn't that that. There, there's a certain um, distortion, very subtle imbalance, I think, in that. In, it's a little bit um, slap-happy, <laughs> metaphysically slap-happy, um, to, to lead with that view, in my limited view. Glorifying the one creator of assistance and serving the creator each in their own way. Um, slaughter and torture and torment and domination and control and, and murder. Um, there's a little misfitting there, I think. And that's why Ra's not uh, finished with the octave. <laughs> they still have some very subtle um, imbalance, restless imbalance, energy imbalance, um, love, wisdom, non-harmonization in their sense of self that has to get worked out. Um, so, that's my view. And um, the final point is um, Don um, in 8938 says, then from what you say, I'm guessing that these wanderers returned or wandered to Wa's third density to possibly seed greater wisdom into what they saw as an overabundance of compassion in the raw culture. Is this correct? Ra said, this is incorrect in the sense that before incarnation it was the desires of wanderers to only to aid and service to others. This query has correctness when seen from the viewpoint of the wanderers within that incarnation. And so that's interesting actually, is that when they came in or before coming in um, the wanderer has only a general desire and I think this is general to wanderers in overall, 
there, some wanderers come in for specific work to be in a particular situation that hasn't arisen yet, actually. Um, they, you know, like Benjamin and Thomas um, Jefferson, Franklin, I think, or um, Franklin and Jefferson, came in to do the work they did. But Ra's um, emphasizing the general case, which I think is, before incarnation, the wanderers, the, the desire of the wanderers in general is really just to aid in service. However, but within the incarnation, um, that general desire gets refined and specified, and so then it was their view that they needed to seed greater wisdom, and then their, their methods um, were unsound. I don't think there's, I don't think you have any method at all, said he, and um, that was the end. So the methods became unsound, and um, they perhaps lost the method what altogether, and uh, were rewarded for their uh, ignorance by moving into forty negative. Then that's it for today. <laughs> so be careful, but uh, you know if you don't become a tyrant, you probably won't have this fate. Uh, next time we're going to pick up at eighty nine thirty nine and um, finish the session. Uh, 89.39. So anyway, thank you for being here today. Um, it was very interesting. I hope it was helpful. Please take good care of yourselves, and good night.